1: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc
0: these two guys have minnesota sports flowing in their veins Mackie and Shah on score north and ScoreNorth.com.
2: we didn't win the championship so I mean, obviously what where we are now isn't good enough i don't know what what a
1: shakeup looks like or uh, what changes uh will be made or could be made but um obviously as is it wasn't it wasn't good enough um uh, you know we came up short against a team without their without their starting point guard and shooting guard uh Will Will Barton didn't play and Jamal Murray didn't play
2: and we came up short so um obviously where we are isn't good enough to to win the championship if it's not good enough for
1: us to get out of a uh, first round series well we have a few
0: ideas for Hello, everybody. Hello, friends. Jim Nance was in full form yesterday on hmm. that uh, eight-hole
1: playoff. I don't know if you guys caught that on CBS. I, I was shooting over one twenty at the course, but yes, I. Um, <laughs> but yes, I, I did. I did hear about it.
2: Yeah, I went to the Twins, and then I came home and watched something. Uh, there was another game on. I watched instead, so. Hmm. Just like a random, just like lacrosse, or yeah. A, uh, <laughs> I no, I, no, horse racing, baseball. No, I was not watching horse racing. I was watching another <laughs> baseball game. I'm sure it was an excellent, excellent end to the golf tournament,
0: though. Uh, boys, a lot, a lot of things happened over the weekend, and we will uh, we'll get you Mackie and Judd's statements today on this Monday. But Damian Lillard might be available now. Damian Lillard has made it known through various reports and uh, and and sending feelers out to various NBA insiders with. So, so he like he DM'd Colin Cowherd over like sometime over the last week. He's just he's putting feelers out because he's kind of sick of. He's like Kevin Garnett in eight years of yeah. playoff misery for the Timberwolves, right? They couldn't find him a great secondary player. First ballot Hall of Famer, one of the most clutch, lethal offensive players in NBA history. And I don't know if you guys saw this, I. Uh, purposefully did not send you this so I could spring it on you at the start of today's Mackie and Judd show from HoopsHype.com. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this from HoopsHype.com? I don't think so. The article is called Teams Worth Mentioning in the Damian Lillard Sweepstakes. Oh, 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 oh.
1: Reckless speculation. I like now, there's, some o-
0: there's some obvious ones. I mean, like the Philadelphia 76ers around this list, and they even go into detail about trade packages like they could send Ben Simmons and some future first-round picks. To Portland. They'd be very exciting for all parties, right? Uh, the Warriors are on this list. A couple of lottery picks. They could trade Wiggins, Wiseman, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Boston Celtics are always looking to shake things up, and uh, maybe they could swing a trade. And then the Minnesota Timberwolves are also listed on HoopsHype.com. Reckless speculation. One team that could make somewhat of a compelling offer includes Minnesota here are the assets that they would likely have to consider giving up. D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, the draft rights to Leandro Balmero, and up to four first round picks. So I guess multiple questions off of this, but thank you hoops hype for at least considering. I mean, I feel like whenever these big trades are discussed, it's like the Timberwolves are just sort of laughed at and put in the corner, you know, even though they did pull the trigger on a D'Angelo Russell trade already in the last year and a half, but um, my guess is if you went to Portland and said, All right, if you get, if, if this thing is unworkable with Dame, if he's just sick of the front office and just sick of one and done playoff things, if you went to them with D'Angelo and Anthony Edwards and multiple first round picks and Leandro Balmero, they would not hang up the phone on you. In fact, they might have to say yes immediately. That's a ridiculous package. So, first question, would you consider this conversation? If you were the Minnesota Timberwolves,
2: when it comes to this guy, I'd consider any conversation. So I wouldn't shut anything down or hang up a phone immediately uh, because, you know, the Ben Simmons talk is fine and it's fun. And and he could contribute to the team as it stands right now if he was traded here, certainly from a defensive standpoint and his um, all around game that goes, you know, beyond shooting because he really can't shoot. But Dame is an interesting one because he changes the dynamic of your franchise instantly. And if you've still got Cat, certainly makes it an intriguing uh, trade possibility. Now, would I give up four first-round picks and Ant? No, I would not. Would I consider the first-round picks? Yes, I definitely would. Ant's about the only part of that trade that really rubs me the, the wrong way because we don't know what his potential is yet, and it could be off the charts. So if you want Ant, I don't think I'm giving you as much as uh, HoopsHype.com wants or thinks that Dame is worth. It's not that Dame's not a great player. It's that we don't know Ant could be as well. And if I'm going to give you four first-round picks, and Ant and D'Lo, uh, it's a bit rich for my blood. That being said, I find the, the intriguing thing about this trade is Again, Ben Simmons helps you and it helps your roster as currently constructed, probably. Dame changes the dynamic completely. And that's where this one to me crosses a different threshold of what would your team look like if you had this guy and you had Cat, and let's say you could keep Ant. What do you look like?
0: All right, Dex. So this is the first time we've sprung this on you as well. Mm -hmm. What what goes through your mind when you hear that type of package? So
1: that's a a humongous haul. Uh, Dame Lillard is probably one of the clutchest shooters of all time. What I would be more inclined to do, because Stephen A. Smith threw this idea out a month ago, what if you just did Cat and a first-round pick for Dame Lillard? I would rather put Dame (laughs) D'Lo... Two <laughs> cold-blooded shooters with Anthony Edwards. I don't want, like, honestly, I'd rather do that. I don't want to give up all that. I would be more inclined to do the Towns trade for Dame Lillard. And also, Dame's, Dame has a big contract that starts after next season. But I would be more inclined to trade Cat before I would train Anthony Edwards and multiple first-round picks. I would, I, that's where I would start. So I
0: I don't think uh, a D-Lo, Ant, Damian Lillard trio works. Like, I just think there's there's just – I guess that then Ant would be your three. But all three of those guys need to handle the ball. All three of those guys need, like, 15 to 20 shots. Cat uh, does too, but he can play from different places on the court than those three guys. But I think t- – but to your point, like, you're trying to figure out a way to make this puzzle work. Like, what would you have to do – and money is a huge consideration because Lillard just signed a five-year max contract. He's going into year two of this five-year max contract, and uh, and his and it'll escalate up from like I want to say like forty-two million this upcoming mm-hmm. year, and then up to like over fifty million dollars in the last year of the contract. Uh, so, so I think the average of the four years remaining is like forty-eight million dollars. And so, the only way that you could acquire him is you have to give up something that equates to $48 million or so the next few years per year. And so that would either be Cat or D'Lo. And even those two guys are going to fall short of that number. So you'd have to give, like just in terms of money alone, you'd have to give up either Cat or D'Lo to make it work almost certainly. Uh, The other thing to consider here is Damian Lillard is 31 years old, and your three guys that you have currently hitched your wagon to are all 25 or under. Cat's 25, going to be 26 I think D'Lo might have just turned 25 and then Ant 19 years old. And so your window with those guys is still opening. Dame's Dame's window, you could argue even just the way that he plays and um, and just like how many minutes are on his legs, that he probably only has maybe one, two, or three years left of guaranteed top-level play. And so it's a little bit like the Jimmy Butler conundrum from a few years ago. If you're going to pull the trigger on a, on a guy who's like 29, 30, 31 years old, you're now all of a sudden you're going from, hey, we can see winning on the horizon with Cat and Wiggins and Levine, and won't this be great? We can keep building this thing for two or three years to the minute you make that trade for Jimmy Butler. You have to win now. And and we knew the window was going to be short with Butler. We didn't realize it was going to be as short as it was because he just demanded out. Yeah, and, and <laughs> um, but the minute you pull the trigger on a Damian Lillard trade, you have to be ready to win and contend in the Western Conference immediately. And ideally more than Portland has been winning because otherwise he's going to want out of Minnesota too, right? These are all hypotheticals, but. The only way I think that you can win immediately is if you keep Anthony Edwards or D'Angelo Russell and Carl anthony Towns. I think you, you almost certainly would have to give up at least one of those guys to get Damian Lillard. Not almost certainly. You would have to give up <laughs> one of those guys. Can you keep two of them and bring Damian Lillard in would be the question. Um, and so for me, it would be if you could trade D'Angelo Russell, Leandro Balmero, and then a bunch of first-round picks, would that be enough for Portland? That all of a sudden puts you into the conversation in the Western Conference.
2: I don't think I can trade Ant. I just don't think I, I can. There's too much potential there. He's a first overall pick. You are, I think it would be very fair if you acquire Dame for the expectations to rise. In fact, I love that. They should. Good. But uh, Ant's the type of player who also could be your franchise player for a long time, and so I'm not trading him. But Dilo, yes. The first-round picks, probably And look, I I mean, this this is the type of thing, too, that that with new ownership coming in here, this franchise is going to need They want to pop. Like, the whole thing about, well, they'll be good eventually, you know, bleep that. If you can get good immediately. And the Butler thing blew up because we didn't know that Butler was, for lack of a better term, a psycho. Um, You know, I don't think Dame (laughs) is. remains that. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't think Dame is. So... I sort of like the immediate pressure being applied. Dilo's a good player. I have no problem trading him. The four first round picks is a ton to give up. But again, in a trade like this, it might take that. So I think if you could have Cat, you could have Ant, and you could dream to have Hello? a guy like Dame. Look, yes, that's pressure, but I think it's good pressure. Because we can't be afraid in this town because Butler didn't work that you now can't make that trade. So now that we're,
0: I don't know, 10, 15 minutes into the show here, I think there's probably a lot of people that are either listening or watching on the Score North YouTube channel here that are just staring blankly at us or or listening and staring blankly off in the distance and wondering, are you guys serious? Like, how much did you guys drink this weekend? A lot. Uh, I really think the Timberwolves lot, lot. are going to be in the mix for Damian Lillard. So what What do you have to say to people that scoff at the idea that we're even entertaining this type of speculation. Stop
2: putting your expectations so damn low and raise them, children. Raise your expectations. Do you know what? Do you know what we are in the center of this summer, and it's great? Reckless speculation. Eichel, available. Who's tied to him? The Wild. He might not come here, but I don't care about that. He's he's tied to your team. Ben Simmons, tied to your team, might not come here, still don't care. But guess what? There is a realistic possibility that there could be a package put together for a a guy like that. And if Dame is going to be on the market, God bless Hoops Hype, for putting the wolves among the potential suitors. Quit. If you're staring at us blankly right now, being like, this is just so stupid, I'm going to go get, I'm going to go li- listen to people who will tell me about the home team that I love so much because I love <laughs> all the players on the home team. Go Miguel, go Nelson Cruz. I got one thing to say to you. Raise your damn expectations because if we're going to win championships in this town and God knows I want championships because it's fun. Then you have to include yourself at the cool kids table. Don't go sit at the sports geek table every time you go to lunch and say, <laughs> "I, what should we talk about today?" Go to the cool kids table, assert yourself, and sit at that table and talk, Dame. The cool kids are talking about Damian
0: Lillard, right? Correct. That's what they're talking about. The, the, yes. The, what's, what's the nerdy table talking about? What's the, what is the uncool,
2: you know low self-esteem right table now? talking about? Well, Probably twi- Miles Turner. No, Probably no. Miles Turner. No, no, I know what they're talking about right now. Well, the twins uh, won uh, two of three again. 12.5% chance yeah, make the postseason. They make and the postseason. Yeah, Don't great. dismiss them. Don't dismiss the twins. You know what? We're dismissing them. We're moving on.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love when Judd gets just a <laughs> – just a stick in his ass., this well, is great. I'm
2: sitting there with all these Fultons the last three days drinking. I'm watching a bunch <laughs> of ner- watching a bunch of nerds be like, "Oh, this couldn't happen, this can't happen. I'm so tired of it can't happen. And by the way, we're being tied to players like this by national outlets too. It's not just us also
0: yeah also Gerson you know Gerson Rosas came in here what two years ago. And right out of the gate, like introductory press conference, all the interviews, he said, we are hunting for superstar players. Yeah. We want to acquire capital and like we're going to use draft capital and any sort of contractual pieces we have. And we are on the hunt for superstar players. And so they went out. Now, you could argue that Delo is not a superstar, but but Delo was coming off a great season in Brooklyn. He was a former number two overall pick with a ton of upside, still has a ton of upside. And one of the first things he did, Gerson Rosas, in the first year as being president of basketball operations, was pull the trigger on a massive trade, doing two things that people didn't think he would do. One, be able to unload the Andrew Wiggins contract. And two, being able to bring in somebody of the caliber of a D'Angelo Russell. And I would also say, you know, our first reaction, I think, in this state as Minnesota sports fans is to say, anytime a big name pops up in free agency or in trade speculation is to just immediately be like, well, why would they want to? There's no way that's going to happen. You, you guys are just clickbait. You guys are just, this is, this is ridiculous. Why would this be a thing? I mean, just look in the last, like, four years, the types of players that have either been traded for or have signed here on their own, right? Uh, Jimmy Butler, the Wolves pulled a blockbuster move for Jimmy Butler. The Vikings signed the top quarterback on the market for $30 million, ironclad, guaranteed per year in Kirk Cousins. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was traded for Josh Donaldson signed a mega contract and uh, Nelson Cruz has signed twice in free agency with the Minnesota Twins. So when I like when I see Dame Lillard wants out in my own mind, like the old Phil Mackey, who's been sort of, you know, who's grown up in this. We don't deserve great things. Minnesota sports fans is like, well, there's no way. And yeah, there's not much of a chance he lands with the Timberwolves. But that's what we – like, we we should have – the front offices should be thinking about trades like this, Mm -hmm. and we should be, like Judd said, raising our expectations for when a player like that becomes available. It shouldn't just be an automatic shutdown of, well, that'll never happen. Why not? Of all the teams right now that have assets to trade for a guy like Damian Lillard, the Timberwolves are probably top three in terms of, like, assets they can trade and then the ability to actually win games with Damian Lillard once they've traded away those assets. And so – does it guarantee anything? No. But I love the fact that he has made it known that he probably wants out of Portland, and the
2: Timberwolves um, are mentioned in this HoopsHype.com article. And here's my biggest thing, and here's what I'm sick of, and I'm guilty of this, and I need to stop, but we all need to stop, okay? When I watch the playoffs in different sports, right, and, like, the hockey playoffs, or last night, the Bucks, who, by the way, aren't that far from here in the NBA playoffs, and I think to myself oh, yeah, the Wolves are in this same league. Like, the Wolves (laughs) could be in this playoff. And then I'm like, no, no, they can't. They really can't because they're not there yet. I'm so sick of that. I'm so tired of just assuming that our teams... Why can't they be in a conference finals? They can. Why can't they be in an NBA finals or a Stanley Cup finals? They can, right? Like, the Montreal Canadiens are a great story, but there's no reason why the Wild can't be that team at some point very soon, if not now. So, like, again... I'm challenging myself. Raise your expectations. How do you get to, hey, you know who's playing tonight? The Wolves in the conference finals. And I know you're laughing right now. They're, they can't. No, they actually can. So, like, the whole w- the whole thing has to be raised.
0: I've got one more little little reckless speculation nugget for you guys here. Reckless one speculation. Uh, unfortunately for the Timberwolves, while they watch, the Bucks and the Hawks and the Suns are probably going to make it now. Uh, out of the Western Conference. Well, the Wolves are mostly golfing, right? I mean, that's that's the reality. They've been golfing for several weeks now. And hopefully they're golfing with their PXG clubs, the Gen 4 clubs, the best clubs that PXG has ever made. You can find them inside that golfer's paradise that is PXG Minneapolis. They've got clubs in multiple different price ranges for different, I guess, uh, caliber of player. Uh, and they've got all kinds of great summer apparel if you want to look the parts. And you know, maybe you're like Declan and, I, and you're probably going to shoot a hundo or higher, um, higher. but you want to look, you want to look good doing it. You want to look good doing it. Uh, PXG Minneapolis and Southdale center. Find out more at PXG.com slash Minneapolis. Our friend Dane Moore from the Dane Moore MBA podcast. He reports quote, I've heard it will take multiple first round picks for the wolves to even get into the conversation when it comes to a Ben Simmons trade negotiation. Uh, not to mention the fact that you'd have to find 30 $35 million in money to also send over, like, in contracts. So if the conversation started with Philadelphia, to buy low, by the way, on broken shot but graded a bunch of other things, Ben Simmons, and it starts with two future first-round picks and, let's say, D'Lo, Beasley, you know, obviously if you could do it for two first-round picks, Beasley, Rubio, I think it's... Definitely a conversation you have, but if that's sort of the the starting point for negotiations, what do you say to
2: Philadelphia? Um, I say let's stay in touch because I'm very curious what any other team would trade as well, and I think the asking price that Dane's talking about, which right now is probably correct, might come down a little bit because the fact that this guy shot, and you know what? You might think it can be fixed. I don't know, but the fact that this guy in the playoffs gagged as badly as he did from a shooting standpoint um i think it's going to cause a realistic check among most teams now one team might pay that price but like i think we're in the ballpark there it's just a little bit too rich but i wouldn't dismiss it so if it went beasley rubio well if it went delo beasley i might give i'd give him a first round pick for sure do, do i give him two first round picks now if it's rubio that one, you know, if it's Rubio Beasley, because the Beasley thing, and I know he, he can shoot, but there's been enough off the court stuff where I'm definitely not married to him. And so if I could trade those two, I might consider two first round picks. My point being is, again, I wouldn't hang up the phone, but I wonder if that asking price might come down just a little bit if it's D'Lo instead of Ricky.
0: Yeah, I wonder. I'd have to look more at at Philadelphia's roster, but if let's let's say it were D'Lo, I think I think a D'Lo Beasley draft pick type of a package is an immediate conversation starter. And then if and if it's me, if I'm Gerson, I want something back also. And I think to make the salaries work, you'd have to get something back because because Beasley plus D'Lo is is a lot more than what um, Ben Simmons makes. And so then, and I'm just spitballing here. Then is the conversation like, could they kick back? Could you swap shooters? Basically, they've got Seth Curry under contract in Philadelphia for 8.1 and 8.5 million dollars next year and the year after. He's 30 years old. Um, he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's probably a better shooter even than than Beasley is. But could you could you swap shooters? Sorry, right, you guys get Beasley. We get. Curry and then you swap D'Lo first round pick for Ben Simmons I mean that seems attractive I don't think you can give up that much shooting if you're the Wolves I don't think you can trade for a non-shooter as great as he is at everything else and then trade basically your two best three-point shooters in Beasley and D'Lo. Um, not that you can't find some shooting but like those guys are heavy rotation minutes guys who are taking a large chunkier three-pointers but I don't know, I'm just I'm totally spitballing, but Seth Curry, kind of a journeyman. He's bounced around and he's just become a really, really good ten to twelve points a game, three point shooter who makes a lot less than Malik Beasley does. So I just, I think yeah. just uh it's just spitballing. Yeah. Two first round
2: speculation. two first round picks, D'Lo and Beasley seems a tad high to me. Yeah. I agree with One that. One first round Super- pick. Now we're talking a little bit more. Two first-round picks, Rubio Beasley, okay.
0: But yes, then that, if you're that's Philadelphia, right. yes. you're, you, yes. you're trying to assess Agreed. that if you're Philadelphia. This is where a third team has to come in. Because if you're Philadelphia, your whole goal is to continue to try and win a championship next year and replace Ben Simmons with, with some combination of players or a player that, that could work better with Joel Embiid.
2: So if you if you made that trade today and it was a first-round pick, uh, Beasley and D'Lo, how much different? Not different. How much better do you think your team is on paper right now if you make that trade and your Gerson?
0: I'm going to pull up the NBA trade machine here.
2: I'm, I'm surprised you didn't do that. Like, You've been s- actually doing it all sat- weekend, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday, Saturday. While well, well, I been was sweating
1: uh, off pounds and then doing ESPN trade yeah, machines dude, like it cocaine, is, like that is basically it is
0: what, Brutal here. Yeah, I am a transplant Minnesota sports fan now, and uh, I am very swassy here in Seattle. Give me a second while I—I I just want to pull this up. Put a put, put a couple of these in here: it's Minnesota, gonna Philadelphia. Gonna so we're going. <laughs> it's overheating. All right. So we're going. Uh, give me the first one again. Let's let's go. Let's Which go. D'Lo. D'Lo. Beasley. Beasley. So Beasley's thirteen point four. Hmm. Um. And then can we add draft picks? I don't know how this works. Uh, all right. And then they would give Ben Simmons. I'm gonna honestly. I'm going to make them kick Seth Curry back
1: just okay. for fun. Okay. <laughs> just <laughs> the cur- the it's a trade machine. finally a Curry on the Wolves. I'm down for it. it just took, do they, okay, dumb know, question. Do they not let you add draft picks in here? I thought they did, but I, w- I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I thought that the ESPN trade machine
2: allowed you to do that. If they don't, just walk across the street here and go yeah. complain to the Wolves guy that created it. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we're going to try go this trade. Ooh,
2: ooh, ooh.
0: Works, this it? trade is successful. That trade worked. Okay, so uh, Ben Simmons and Seth Curry equals $38 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, D'Lo and Malik Beasley equals $42 million. And then I think if you're the Wolves, obviously you'd have to give up for sure another first-round pick. And maybe maybe that goes to a different team. I don't know if there's a third team involved here. Because um, Philadelphia, not that they wouldn't be interested in a first-round pick, but they might want to leverage the first-round pick for a player that can help them win in 2022. So I'm just saying... The the wolves hired the guy who created the trade machine on yep. ESPN.com. They hired him to literally sit there in a room for like ten hours a day and just plug things in, and then pick up the phone and call people. Right.
1: Beep, boop,
2: beep, boop, boop, hey, boop, plug the Dame trade in there. Okay, hold on. Plug our Dame trades.
1: Calling shots. Okay. Yeah. That's. Um, it's my Back show is, too. Okay? It's after your show. Like this I mean,
2: I didn't see your name in nope. the show no, when I, I don't. woke up this morning. I, I, and I looked. And that little like early I looked every day. I was like, ampersand. okay, it's still
1: Mackie and Judd. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I Guess I'm just Dame. the nameless man <laughs> on this show. Okay. With a good head. So hand what are we doing
0: boy. here? We're going we're going Dame for what do you want? What do you want to give up? Uh D All of the first round picks. Yeah.
2: D'Lo and
0: <laughs> Poor D' I love how D Like he's a good player, but he's Yeah, but
2: you're gonna put him in these trades. Yeah.
0: Every team right. that acquires him is like, oh, this is great. We get we get to you know maximize D'Lo, and then a year and a half later, they're like, oh, we like D'Lo, but wait a second, Dame's available. This is amazing. And the and the net, dude, the Nets went to the playoffs with D'Lo as their leader, and like immediately they're like, oh, bye D'Lo, goodbye, see ya. We're not going to sign you in free agency. Yep. Uh, we we're going to clear out some space for Durant, Kyrie, eventually James Harden. All right, so we're going to go D'Lo. Hmm. Now this has uh, Dame Lillard's current salary. His salary keeps going up and up and up, starting next year. But what else? So we're going Dame D'Lo. They don't have uh, Balmero on here because he's not on the roster. Okay, so it's kind of kind of tough to do this well, trade
2: machine with throw on bees. All the all. <laughs> Throwing Beasley too we'll, we'll give him B- so I mean you just want well <laughs> and you're gonna give him like four first round picks my god which aren't gonna yeah, go on the trade you, machine so and you
0: can't really enter those in here so uh, and then we're gonna need some money back here to make this work so I don't know who's a just take the he, worst
2: uh, worst high paid highly paid blazer
0: Enos Cantor I mean I'd just so. take a bet nah, he's still a good he's still a good player yeah Uh, I don't know. It's going to have to be a worse player than that. Let's just see what happens here. All right. I love it. So, by the way, Enos Enos Cantor is really good still. Um, (laughs) This trade machine is ridiculous. Uh, So we just traded D'Lo and Beasley and then a bunch of first-round picks for Dame Lillard and Enos Cantor, and it improved the Wolves by 20 wins next year. Oh, sweet. Boom. There it is. There we go. We fixed them. Super easy. We have fixed them. (laughs) See, I told you. Raise those
2: expectations. Love (laughs) it. (laughs) Speculation. Oh, my
0: God. So... All right, um, let's let's uh, let's get to some statements here on Mackie and Judd. And these statements this week are presented by our friends at Dennis Kirk. All right, it's riding season in the Twin Cities. And if you're looking to get out and have that wind blow in your gorgeous hair like Declan, mm-hmm. look at those curly Thank locks. You. Thank you. Dennis Kirk has right, you sorry. covered. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Metro Cruisers, sport bikes, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. Uh, order before 8 p.m. They ship the same day, and shipping is free for orders over $89. When the open road calls, head to DennisKirk.com. They ship
1: today. Can I start? Can I start weekend statements? Oh, Can yeah. I make the executive decision Absolutely. and start weekend statements? It, it, it's your show.
2: Oh, dude, we, Thank you. Dude, it, dude, it's the your ampersand show speaks.
1: Yep. The ampersand speaks here. I want to bring back what Judd <laughs> this- was just talking about. This is like, like Declan is like Prince when he changed
0: his name to the artist formerly known as. And his name was just a symbol. He's the ampersand. Yep. Declan is the symbol in Mackie yep. and Judd. The producer yes.
1: formerly known as Declan Goff is now the ampersand. That is correct. So when Judd was just talking about reckless speculation and embracing that lifestyle. And we're in summertime now. Fourth of July is, what, less than a week away? We're in the, we're in the heart of it. So I, I want to kick off with this statement. Forget hot boy or hot girl summer. It is reckless speculation summer. That is the summer we are on right here with Jack Eichel, other wild centers that could be traded, Ben Simmons, Dame Lillard, a trade deadline that's a month away. I mean, we have so much ammo at our disposal over the next. But people are always saying, especially this time of year, at least to me, what the hell do you talk about now? Like, it's late June. The Twins are a disaster. They're the only team playing. It's it's like the worst time of the NFL offseason. What the heck could you even be talking about? Oh, what are we going to talk about? We have trades on the horizon for three of the four major teams. There's speculation being thrown out there from national reporters. It is reckless speculation summer, not hot girl or hot boy summer. Reckless speculation season summer has started, so that is my and damn statement. it. We
0: deserve it, and I'll tell you. Damn unlike man. Boston and L.A., you know some of these some of these cities that enjoy their little championship parades and whatnot. and That's great, okay. Well, you know what? We are the home of things that could happen. All right. When, when, when you don't have championships that actually do happen, then, damn it, you are the
2: home of things that could potentially someday, hypothetically, happen. Hey, we're being tied sports. to these guys, though. That's the best part about this. Like, we're now actively <laughs> being tied in this town to some top-level talent that might be traded. Because you know what? Declan's right. It is the summer of reckless speculation. Go ahead and speculate. Do it over a beer. Do it over a cocktail. A seltzer. We don't care what you do it with. Just make sure that you do it at least once a day. It's good for your health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: All right. Uh, My first statement here, a little controversial here. We'll dive more into this on Purple Daily, too. But uh, Patrick Peterson may have just poured gasoline on a fire inside the Vikings locker room. Do we have his clip from his podcast, Declan?
1: Yeah. Let me load this in quick. Yes, we do have it.
0: Um, So... Patrick Peterson has – he does a podcast once a week. It's on YouTube. I think CBSSports.com or their network, I think they produce it. And he's had Kirk Cousins on the show before. He's, he's been talking openly about his OTA and mini camp experience. And um, and obviously he's a very affable and, and charismatic guy that I think has a great future in media at some point mm-hmm. if he wants it. Um, have I stalled enough for you to play this clip?
1: Almost, it's uh, I'm just getting a little great, little spiral wheel of view and Ness, we have stalled perfectly. Here is the clip. So why go through those same? Why put yourself at risk of going through that again? You know, what I mean, the, you know, everybody have their different views on the on the COVID, right? You know, on, on the on the shot. You know, um, you know, no, 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 no matter which brand it is, everybody have their different views. But at the end of the day. If we're all in this and and, and trying to win a championship and if it's a very small percentage of, you know, those those shots affecting people, why not put yourself in the best position possible to win a championship?
0: And then he went on to say, if you're not vaccinated, you're just living in a different world. (laughs)
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I am vaccinated. I was perfectly fine. So why is that notable? We're not here to start a big vax versus anti-vax debate. Uh, We're here to talk about this comment and its effects on the Vikings locker room. Well, Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, and kind of Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins chose to just not talk about his vax status, but then he went on to say we're taking it a week at a time or a month at a time. So, you know. I would venture to say there's at least three very prominent Vikings players who are publicly not vaccinated, right? Mm -hmm. And Mike Zimmer has gone on the record and said, hey, it's going to be a huge pain in the ass for yourself and for the team if you're not vaccinated. And now Patrick Peterson is saying the same thing over on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I guess what I would worry about here, boys, is I, I think the Twins hit some really turbulent waters early in the season. With a vax, anti-vax contingent in the clubhouse and then actual COVID spread throughout the clubhouse. Uh, The team not reaching the vaccination threshold and then not being able to go out on the road. And just like all these things that limit your ability to mesh as a team for the first three months of the baseball season. I don't want that to happen for the Vikings, and so these comments were very interesting when I heard them for the first time.
2: Yeah, it doesn't help. It's it it is your QB who clearly is one of the players who's not vaccinated. When he's going to be, I, th- this all comes back to can can he play? You don't care like you don't care about his uh, political beliefs, his religious beliefs. None of that's important. The only thing that the fan base cares about is are you available to play on Sundays? Which Kirk, you know what, is credit throughout his uh, career as a starter has been. He's missed one start in, what, the last five or six years, and that was because in 2019 the Vikings' playoff spot was locked up and they elected to sit him in that last game. So, yeah, this is a very interesting thing, and I think this is going to be a problem in locker rooms for more than one team um, If because the variant that's out there now is not slowing down. So it's not like people aren't getting sick. They are. If they're vaccinated, they're in better. They have a better chance of not being sick and or being past it quicker. But, like, when you look at the crackdowns going on, there is no question going to be um, a few teams that have real issues with this. And the only question right now is which ones? Vikings, it could be, for sure. So, yeah, it's going – because – The one area where I don't think fans get this yet. The one area where we're all going to pull together is everyone to a man is going to be mad if a guy can't play. Like it's not going to be like, oh, he can't play, but good for him. He didn't get this. So that's the one one galvanizing thing is if your team is playing the Packers and Kirk Cousins can't start, no one's going to say, yeah, or I should say this. Very few are going to say, yeah, but Kirk made his point. They're going to say, where the hell's Kirk?
1: By the way, the WNBA just announced this morning, too, that 99% of the league's players are fully vaccinated and they haven't had a single COVID case. So all 12 teams have met wow. the threshold for being considered a fully Smart. vaccinated team. For them. Wow. That's how you do it. Oh my gosh, who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lake shore? Look at all those weeds. Oh, that is the worst cabin on the lake.
2: Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use?
0: Yep, just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed free. Shh. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside.
1: Oh, now who's the busybody?
0: Call 1 800 328 9350 or or go to Aquaside.com.
2: all right judge good for them you're up next all right my weekend statement is this why'd you wait so long <laughs> so Josh Donaldson yesterday before the twins play Cleveland closes the clubhouse kicks out Rocko and the boys and ta- and addresses his teammates I guess in a fairly fiery passionate speech about how the season's not done yet and and if You look at the twin schedule; they're essentially playing AL central opponents for the next month, and then you know Josh goes out and plays a very good game for the most part. Uh, Hits a home run, makes a great defensive play in the ninth, and the Twins beat Cleveland and they won two of three. And you know Rocco talks about how great it was that Josh did this because he's got the street cred to to have. Um, to carry weight with his teammates when he talks it's like it's like July and and, and that, you know, <laughs> and then he went out and a- backed it up with this great game. It's June. <laughs> it's almost July. You're right, Phil. And this team is a has been a mess. And this is when you're going to do this. now, to his credit, Nelson Cruz did the same thing, but he did it like a month and a half ago when you probably sh- should have. I guess my question is, why are we giving a guy congratulations for doing this now when, look, you and the Royals and Tigers all, how can I put this bluntly, suck, okay? <laughs> You're all terrible. I mean, the Twins, oh, they're not that bad. You know why? Because the division's terrible. I mean, Cleveland's got no pitching left. Cleveland's a mess, too. The White Sox are clearly the best team. But my point being is, yeah, it's almost July 1st. Why did you wait so long? Well, can we prove
0: that he didn't have some sort of – and maybe it just didn't get reported, right? It's a lot harder – in the Zoom era of covering a baseball team to even know that a guy... Like, how did we even find out that he did it? Did Rocco say Rocco something? talked
2: about it, yeah. And so Roc-
0: it's possible that Josh did this three times in April and May and Rocco
2: just didn't bring it up, you know? Well, why? Because so they lost games right after? I mean, but if you're going to give him credit now, then I think it's fair to say, okay, did you do this before? Or, like, was is this your line in the sand? We're terrible. I'm going to talk to you now.
0: Yeah, I think I think my response to it would be... <laughs> If you're still looking to, like you're you're still double digit games at what are you 10 games below 500 and like yes. 10 and a half out of first place or whatever it is yeah after yesterday ten ten and a half or eleven uh, awesome like I love that there's still some fire and some passion and and I love that the team is still it's still I mean like especially the lineup like there's on paper this lineup is a good lineup and in a couple spots even just in reality it's a it's a good lineup so I'm fine with it. Um, I'm guessing he probably did do something similar early in the year because that's the type of guy Josh Donaldson is, but I have a sort of a spin off of your statement there. I wish Nelson Cruz could play for the Twins forever. <laughs> he is so fun to watch hit. And I just I was so curious this morning. I I, I woke up just sort of just you know, talking back and forth was sweating for one profusely. Swash, um a little swash. you know thinking about breakfast sandwiches and also (laughs) Nelson Cruz's place in twins history. And he now among, among twins hitters in the history of their franchise, 60 years with over a thousand plate appearances. He is the leader in OPS, by the way, he's the leader in OPS by a hundred points over the second place guy, Harmon Killebrew. Think about that for a second, slugging percentage and runs created per plate appearance. He is, you could make a case the Nelson Cruz is the best hitter in Twins history. Now I get that some guys did it for ten or fifteen years, like Joe Mauer over a decade. Um, I just feel like he deserves dramatic Game Six ALCS plate appearances that the Twins just cannot obviously give him, and it's sad. I want him to play in a Twins uniform. Is like if if he if he's going to hit for two or three more years. I want it to be in a Twins uniform, but you, you can't guarantee that he's not going to fall off the cliff. He's a free agent after the year is over, and so they're almost certainly going to have to trade him sometime in the next two or three weeks, which sucks, because he you literally can make a case he's the best hitter in Twins history, <laughs> and we're going to have to yeah, say Yeah, he's about to turn 41.
2: That's it, fine. We'll leave him in Chicago. Leave him with the White Sox. Make the trade now. Leave him in Comiskey, or I don't know. What but it's, it's amazing. Field? Like
0: they've just sort of wasted Nelson Cruz like by by starting guys like Randy Dobnack against the Yankees or by the rest <sighs> of the lineup soiling itself yeah. in 2019 or and Rocko 20 Or Rocco pulling right? starters
2: against Houston, yes. Yeah,
0: they've just sort of wasted one of the great three-year runs of Twins hitting in history.
2: That's really sad. It's time to trade him. <laughs> time to move him. To move him to the White Sox. He hits great there. Give him a give him a gift. He, He's forty. He hits, he hits great everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying in guaranteed rate field, the statistics are unbelievable. They're good everywhere. They are great there. And look, I'm looking to help him out. He's going to be 41 on July 1st, which is Thursday. Happy birthday, Nelson Cruz. You're not going to come back with us. You're staying in Chicago. I mean, Chicago's a great town, too. There's also a report
0: today. I think it's uh John Heyman. The White Sox are very close to acquiring Eduardo Escobar and that's another thing we can talk about this week. How many times have the Twins had a chance since they became relevant again in 2001? 2001 they fell short of the playoffs, but they've been relevant for the off and on for the better part of 20 years. Yep. They had that little 5 or 6 year stretch, but how many times over those 20 years have they made a really bold move at the deadline? Not like a like Sh- Shannon Stewart was a bold move in oh three. I'll give him that. that. I'll was, give him Shannon Stewart in 2003.
2: And that was not officially a deadline deal, right? That was an earlier July oh, was, deal. It, it, like, it, it was, it was yeah, close, but it, 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 was it wasn't. Break. But, like, on deadline day, so uh, so when teams like the Twins have made moves that are clear, oh, wow, that's, that took balls, right? You're right. They just basically don't. They basically don't.
0: And 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 now that you've sort of reflected the last couple of years, the two thousand nineteen Bomba Squad, right, the greatest home run hitting team in really baseball history. I get that the the balls were different and right. whatnot. Um, and the there are sort of two schools of thought for why they made two moves, one for Sergio Romo, one for Sam Dyson, which is one of the like most epic screw ups at the trade deadline in recent baseball history. So they just played their cards close to the vest. They were conservative. They were passive because they were thinking, well, we can't give up, you know, whether Nick it's Gordon. Larnik or Kirloff or, you know, um, Royce Lewis. Like, we've got a future to protect here for the next six to seven years. So we're just entering this window. We got to be careful. Well, that should be a good lesson. And they should have learned it before. They should have learned the lesson in 2010 ownership anyways. I know it's a different front office that your window isn't guaranteed. It's never guaranteed. And they just took it – I think they were so presumptuous that, well, we'll see what this lineup can do in the postseason without adding any meaningful pitching or any other sort of help to this thing or like a real meaningful bullpen arm, um, and and we're going to protect that five- or six-year window with these young players. Well, look it. Now it's shutting. Unless yeah. you think they're going to contend in 2022. And, Maybe that
2: team, they- and that team in 19 was ready to pop itself. Like, that was – that was – they basically protected, okay, in two thousand in their mind, two thousand twenty-two, we're gonna be really, really good. So we can't trade those guys. But that 2019 team, in my opinion, had nothing to do with the future. That was a lot of guys who were having great years and and you had to capitalize. And we talked about it, Phil, on the old show constantly. Like you gotta make one of these trades. And you go get two guys for the bullpen one who's old, and one who turned out to be injured and a complete jerk, and he couldn't pitch. Those were your moves. And then you're right. The fact that Randy Domnick had to start a game, or the fact that you started Dominic in a game at Yankee Stadium will be forever one of the most inexcusable things done, I think, in Twins playoff history.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I I know that, people are going to say, well, like Zach Greinke, who was really the, that was the guy in 2019, Zach Greinke. Well, he had a, like half the league was on a no trade list, including the twins. And so maybe he wasn't going to waive it to go to the twins. Uh, Marcus Stroman was the other guy available. And by the way, he's been excellent. He did. I think he opted out last year because of COVID, but whether it was Stroman or somebody that maybe wasn't even named, like you have to get creative and aggressive sometimes and, be willing to lose a trade in the long haul like the Cubs did a couple of times to, to win a world series. And this franchise has just shown time and again. And the like, obviously they're not going to have a chance to make that decision this year, unless they win about 10 games in a row here against division opponents. But I think this season makes me more upset about 2019 the way it's played out and the fact that Nelson Cruz is going to
2: be gone here at some point, it's frustrating. Yep. And keep in mind the untouchable, right? The one guy who everyone was like, you can't go near him. No, no, no. Royce Lewis. Royce Lewis hasn't played now since what, 2018 or 19? Mm-hmm. That's the last time he played. So, mm-hmm. like, for all of these conversations about, oh, uh, Royce Lewis is going, he's the future. He's going to be great. You don't know that. You can't, you can't know that. But it's also like, I think it's also assumed too that.
0: If they turn out to be great, then the world is ending, and it's the but okay. Look at some of the players the Cubs traded to get short-term pieces, or all this Chapman. Sometimes you have to be willing to watch a guy go tear it up three years down the road for another franchise. If you're in a win-now window, and yep. the Twins have just never been willing to, to do that. All right, we had Declan here.
1: Yeah, um, two statements within one here. Number one. 11 games back is nothing to be proud of. So the Twins are currently 11 games back, and they have a soft schedule coming up, and the playoff chances, according to Fangraphs, have risen above 10%. Still nothing to be proud of, all things considered with this team. Two, my nephew's birthday was on Saturday, and I was going to get him some onesies, and I was going to get him some sports onesies. uh, Unfortunately, his father and my mother, or his his mother, are a Bears fan, so I wasn't going to give him anything Vikings related because I knew the gift receipt would have been used right away. I wasn't ready to give him some Wolves stuff yet. I was curious, but they're not really a big basketball family. And then I had a decision to make twins onesies, wild onesies. I took one look at that twins onesie and said, My nephew cannot wear that right now. He does not, the, the twins do not deserve to be on my nephew for his daily clothing and spitting up and burping. I don't even want that. He doesn't, they don't deserve it. Like, well, that would Saturday. be fitting, I think. It would be, be a little fitting. more fitting, yeah. but I didn't want him on that. So I got him a, they, they don't deserve even a onesie. They don't even deserve my my nephew's Wearing them proud, I couldn't even give them that. The Twins, it's are nothing we, to be we, proud of.
0: Are we too hard on the... So the, the Twins have played 500 baseball for a stretch here. Uh, they just beat Cleveland two out of three. And uh, and, and the White Sox have, have opened the door a little for them to creep back within single digits in the standings here. Are we being too hard on the Twins? Should we be rooting for them to turn this thing around in the next week or two? Do they, des- do they deserve the benefit of the doubt here over no. the
2: next couple weeks? No not right now if they look if they reel off 15 consecutive wins i'll change my tune but here's the other thing too and i know that fans are excited by this but the reality is they they are now for essentially a month playing within their division and their division is awful Kansas City is terrible the tigers are terrible the twins are terrible i just watch cleveland they ain't good their starting <laughs> staff is basically on the i.l. okay So I guess my question is this. Are you really going to get excited if they make a run within this division when in late July they're going to come out of that and start to play real teams again and probably get beat, okay? So don't give me this, well, look at who they're beating. They're beating – it doesn't mean a thing. The division stinks. I wish they were in a good – look at the American League East, you guys. Look at those teams, like, the Yankees are buried. They'd be a good team in the Central. So, no, I think we are being incredibly fair. And when you you know what the bet, as bad as the Twins did for essentially two months, you don't get my uh, applause for beating up Cleveland pitching that's not good. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm having a—I'm just—this team isn't very likable. There's just—there's uh, something off about this team. <laughs> you know, if they want to win ten games in a row here and, and show a different personality, then, all right, we
2: can—we can reevaluate. All right, all right. It's To me, Back to Judd. All right, so I went to the game on <clears throat> Saturday. Mm-hmm. You might be aware there was no game, but I went to it. Here's my statement, and this is a baseball thing. So it's a Twins thing, but it's a baseball thing. If the radar, and God bless it, the radar is a great thing, all right? I'm not bashing it. We got a good one downstairs, Channel 5, Eyewitness News, good radar. But if the radar shows rain... And it doesn't hit within a half hour of first pitch. This sport needs a must-start rule. And I know what the comeback is. Well, what about pitching? I mean, if it rains and then I don't care about your pitching. Teams use openers constantly. Now, don't give me this crap. When you have fans in the stands expecting to see a game and you bang a game, which they did, and then it rain, it drizzles, but it doesn't really rain, you look stupid. You, you have charged customers for beers you have charged them for food. You have not given what you promised, which is a game. And I know they can redeem their tickets. But here's the other just grand ripoff of this entire thing. So they have scheduled now a split doubleheader to make up this game. I believe it's on September 14th. Split doubleheader is the key word here. Two admissions, both games, seven innings. This is, that's ridiculous. That shouldn't be allowed. But anyway, the main thing is this. If it's not raining you need to start the baseball game. So uh,
0: Roy, Roy, I saw Royce's column in the Star Tribune, and I don't know if he was reporting this or if he was just using his Rocco? You know, 50 years of baseball acumen, thing. right? Yes, I don't know He's he saying that Rocco didn't want to play the game on Saturday because they had, had a bullpen game on Friday. Yes. And, uh, and those two guys they called up from the minor leagues to basically eat a bunch of innings and give up a bunch of runs, that those guys wouldn't have been available on Saturday. Even though they had an off day on Wednesday. So it wasn't like they had been playing 14 straight games no. and, like, you know. No. So, uh, so Rocco didn't. So Roycey's saying Rocco didn't want to play Saturday so he could get his bullpen back for Sunday, which would make sense. But, you know, you can't let that. And I don't know if that had any influence or not. We can talk to Pat about it on. Unchained well, the radar didn't
2: yesterday. look good. But you know what? I don't care. Like, start the game and don't tell me about, well, we'll lose a pitcher. Y- First and foremost, you're conducting a business, and your business is to play baseball games. Figure out how to get around it. I really don't care. And plus, your teams—these two teams stink. Like call Ostadio back from St. Paul and have him pitch for all I care. No, <laughs> no. But I'm just saying, this is not this is not like a pennant race. Oh, this might have implications. Game, you had fans there. Play the damn baseball game and quit being so cute. I mean, they literally will play at times through rain if they've started the game. But in this case, it's not raining, and the expectation of rain caused them to bang it because they're going to say, well, the pitching's important. Well, the fans are important, too. I also think part of this,
0: too, and you have to admit this is part of it, almost everything they do now, if it doesn't
2: turn out right, we're just immediately going to jump on them. Right? I actually jumped on them for this previously. They pulled this stunt before, and I've jumped on them every time because because they're they're essentially turning their ballpark. And look, with a game, this is fine. fine into a huge bar, and they're making money off, what, decks? $11 beers? Oh, that's a
1: steal. If you can get $11 okay. at Target Field, let me know.
2: But as as Patrick points out, it's essentially around there, uh, 12 yeah. bucks or more to park. Right. So that's my point is baseball needs to be far more concerned with its customer. Quit pissing off your customer. I like your sport. Stop.
0: All right, next statement from me here. Hector Santiago is still in the big leagues. I
2: know it is in your town.
0: That's the statement. I
2: thought the The
0: statement is Hector Santiago is still in the big leagues. So he became the first pitcher. They've been doing all these ever since last Monday. They've been doing all these checks. Every time a pitcher walks off the mound, you know, you got the the umpires come in with their investigative gloves and magnifying glasses. And so he had something on the inside of his glove. And by the way, all right. Um, We know Hector a little bit. All right. Hector's probably most famous for being a paid contributor, a weekly guest on the old Mackey and Judd show in 2017. Yes. Uh, However, however infrequent his appearances became, despite the fact that he was a paid contributor, paid to have conversations with us every week, which, of course, leads to the second question. Why the hell would you guys pay Hector Santiago to be a weekly guest on your show? Because we we lost Trevor May. That's why. Which we leads lost Trevor to Man. another question: Why would you, at that time, yep. pay?
2: We, we were desperate. <sighs> I think Ro- I think Royce was like yeah, he'll be pretty good because, like, when he wanted to talk well, early before it went south, he was okay. But then once it went south, he quit calling and, and he gave really short answers. And when you're a paid contributor, our expectation is you'll at least answer the questions.
0: And, and the and the real answer is we Glenn Perkins had been our guy for like three or four years. He tore his arm up. We wanted Glenn back, but the powers that be at 1500 ESPN said, so well, we want someone who's actually going to be in the clubhouse on a regular basis. Hector. We're like, honestly, if it's between Hector Santiago and Glenn Perkins, Glenn, Glenn Perkins can be in his basement for all we care. <laughs> um, but uh, but Hector, Hector walks off the mound. The umpires check his glove. And I would say file that away in the least shocking things ever, that slot-balling lefty at the end of his career – is still trying to get a little bit of an edge. Nothing to lose for him, right? Because you don't get suspended without pay. You're just... No, it's a 10-day vacation. You're just Paid on vacation. vacation. Yeah, so Hector Santiago, still in Major League Baseball.
2: He, um, yeah, and and I love the fact that they then immediately bagged his glove and, like, sent it to New York where it's going to undergo forensic evaluation now because they're going to try to <laughs> see... Because he's like, it's just rosin. Huh, I wonder if you lie, yeah. Hector. Yeah,
0: it's just rosin. You can just... Uh, all right. Any other statements from you guys before we uh, I'm, I'm wrap for
2: the week? Oh, I've got a, I've got a yeah. few more here. <laughs> guys, I've I, I got beer. <laughs> I got beer and statements. That's what I got. And you I drank all light? my beer. My, in fact, my kidneys started to hurt. I drank too much oh, beer. Geez. Yeah. Dude, was, your and, kidneys? Yeah. That's, that's not, not a, a good thing. sign. Yeah. I drink a lot. And no, I, my kidneys f- don't hurt. F- and I'm young, but still. I was going to say, I'm 51, though, Dex. True. You just wait till yeah, you're true. 51. Okay. 20. My next statement is this I hope to God that TNT's studio show for the National Hockey League finds a way to involve Charles Barkley all the time. I mean, Charles Barkley, who's a hockey fan. In fact, I guess he's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan because he was talking about it last night on uh, Inside the NBA. But Charles Barkley needs to be on that coverage. He is that good. He He will make people who don't give a rip about hockey watch that studio show. So who is confirmed? Wayne Gretzky's confirmed. Yeah, and that's going to be boring. He's going to be—he's not going to rip anybody. He's going to be milk toast. He—he's going to be the Joe Montana of 2021. Montana, but he's was terrible. a huge
0: name, so they're trying to get—they're trying to get people yeah. to watch, right? Yeah, but I mean, who, has kind of anybody, same anybody else been confirmed? Who's the so. Ernie
2: Johnson? I don't think they've confirmed that, right? Decks for the NHL guys for play by play. For no 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 for, for TNT studio shows. Not for TNT studios like ESPN. Just Gretzky.
1: Been ramming up Gretzky. They got someone else to uh, Messier. 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 For ESPN. ESPN got him. Yeah.
2: He might. He might say a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I think he might rip people.
1: Is but, Barry Melrose still going to be part of it for ESPN? Of course he will. I, I just want Stephen A. I want Stephen A. Talking puck. He'll be good too. So bad.
0: Oh, he will. So bad. <laughs> he won't know a thing about it, and it won't matter. It'll be fun. I love it, Stephen A. Just on the ice in his dress shoes after games, just spewing takes to the camera.
2: But anyway, I <laughs> want Barkley it. on there, and and you know what? If Shaq wants to join, let Shaq join too. Dude, I would want I, I, Barkley I, I, and Shaq are so good it, together. Yeah.
0: Inside the NBA and the playoffs is the best show on television. <laughs> yeah, like I, I could watch playoff <laughs> editions of Inside the NBA for twenty hours straight and not get bored. I think I think Inside the NBA and uh, and Good Morning Football are just like as far as all the talking head studio shows across all the different sports channels, the TV ones. Anyway, there's a lot of YouTube stuff. That's, that's blossoming too, but inside the NBA and good morning football are absolutely on to the right formula, like fun, tongue in cheek, Mm self-aware, entertaining, but they can break it down as needed. I mean, like last night, they're trying to break down the, the, this key playoff game between the bucks and the Hawks. Right. And like, Shaq keeps pushing things on his phone and playing things on speakerphone. <laughs> and it just turns into, like, a huge argument over, like, why Shaq has his phone out. They took it away.
2: They took it away from him. Bernie like did, the show yeah. The just evolves, and then... I don't know, man. But it's anyway, a, there's a- I want Barkley talking hockey. Yep. Here for it. Like, a guy Definitely like you, Phil, it. would watch Barkley talking hockey.
0: Yeah. Well, they've... So, Turner put together... For a while, they had a pretty good formula with their baseball postseason show, Casey Stern. And then there was a weird situation there falling out. Yeah, like the company didn't support him through some major family issues and whatnot. But, um, but then like Pedro, like they had some personalities, Gary Sheffield and Jimmy Rollins. But they they could never quite replicate what TNT has with Inside the NBA because of Charles Barkley, right? Yes. He's like the, the minute spin. that Charles Barkley or Ernie Johnson have to retire or go away from that show. I don't know who you replace. I don't know who you replace Ernie Johnson with. I think it's I possible. Kenny, I love Kenny Smith. But like you could replace Kenny Smith with like Draymond Green. Yep. And that show wouldn't miss a beat. I don't think you could replace Ernie Johnson
2: or Charles Barkley. No, it, 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 it's so perfect. The formula is so perfect. But I just love the fact that Barkley doesn't care. He's funny, but I mean, he also doesn't care. He doesn't care what you think. He can't be canceled like that. That's the incredible thing for, for all yeah, easy for all of cancel culture. He has. Do you know some of the stuff he's done and he didn't get canceled? I don't canceled? think you can say that he can't, can't be, canceled. be
1: canceled. Yes.
0: I Okay. I it's very. Everything is cancelable in 2020. Okay.
2: We could can be canceled. He has done. Thi- oh, yes, we could be for sure. But I'm just saying Barkley has done we, things we kind of that have gotten it. people <laughs> that have gotten people canceled. He has done thi- the thing in Phoenix in the car. Gets most people fired.
0: What did he do in the car in Phoenix?
2: He had a lady friend in the car who was doing something for him, and he basically came out and said, Yeah, it, yeah, I did it. It's fantastic. And he got caught and he didn't get canceled. When was this? Just Google it. It's probably like five years ago, four years ago. Yeah, just huh. Google it. Not that long ago, but anyway, the point Charles being Charles Barkley, car, <laughs> yeah, the, car, woman. The point, the point being, if that's an ESPN person, you're done.
0: Charles Barkley, car, woman, Phoenix. Yep. 2008 police report. That's Barkley in hurry to get. Yes. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yeah. He told police he was in a hurry to receive Yes. Mm, mm. This is the great yes, a, this is what I'm from saying. a female passenger when he ran.
2: <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. But, but think about
0: that. What? Hey man. Hey, <laughs> Little on. guy. Can a guy just sit here and enjoy himself? That's
2: what I'm saying. Oh
0: my god. This is quite a while. It's 13 years. I think the climate has changed a lot in 13 years. Okay. Uh, So, okay, so he was in a hurry to receive pleasure from a female passenger when he ran through a stop sign drunk early Wednesday. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. The report released late Wednesday by Gilbert Police details how Barkley not only made candid references to his impending rendezvous with an unnamed woman for pleasure, but how he... uh, at least half-seriously implored a civilian police employee to help him get out of the DUI bust. He was very respectful and cooperative. It was a very routine DUI arrest, but apparently he was... uh, uh, Barkley said he was disappointed that I put myself in that situation. No.
2: (laughs) But apparently he was saying, like, this is why I'm in a hurry. Yes. (laughs) He basically, at some point in time after the fact, said it was worth it, too, because it was so good. Oh, my God. Okay, uh, I'm just what? saying Charles Barkley can do things most people can't do. I'm not criticizing him. I'm put, saying it's
0: put it and write that down on Wednesday. Charles Barkley will never be canceled. Let's see how see how long that prediction stays on the board.
2: I might do that actually.
0: Yeah. All right, boys. That's a wrap on today's <laughs> Mackie and Judd statements presented in part by Federated. If you're looking for insurance, whether it's for uh, <laughs> how you're going to spend this one filled or. Uh, well, you don't want your business to uh, incur any unnecessary risks. Let's put it that way. You can find a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. dot com, and it's the summer months now. Too storm season can knock out various electrical uh, things, whether it's internet or you know safety systems. You want to make sure that you have eyes in the sky for you, and that's what Federated provides. Federatedinsurance.com dot com to find a full list of resources, and remember, Federated. It's our business to protect yours. Uh, if you guys have any, listen, sometimes we can't, we can't scour all of the Internet. And so if you guys see any reckless speculation items that pertain to the wild, the Timberwolves off seasons, we want them. Yep. I don't care if it's hoops hype. Like We want them. Send them to us. You can email us through the Score North app. There's a feedback link at the bottom, and you can just send an email to us or tweet those links at us. We will bring them up on the show. Can I say? Summer of speculation. Baby. Can
2: I say too, if if you want to homebrew them as well, we take them. So, like, oh, if, yeah. if you homebrew the reckless speculation and you're like, you know what? This sounds crazy. I wonder. I wonder if I should submit this. We'll never mock you for it. We'll probably talk about it.
0: Yeah. We will never call your trade ideas stupid in a public forum. All right public
1: forum. The Mackey miraculous. and Judge group text is a different seen that. animal.
0: But yeah, yeah, the Mackey and Judge group text. We well, don't seen some that. Some local media outlets will crap on your trade ideas, okay? Your trade ideas are safe here. Yes. On Scornor and on space. the Mackey and Judge show. See you guys tomorrow. <laughs>